and welcome to another episode of Conversation with a Chef. I'm Jo Ritty and I love sharing with you the conversations I get to have with talented and passionate chefs. It's the backstory, if you will, to the food they're putting up. I begin today by acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional custodians of the land where this conversation takes place, land which was never ceded, land where communities came together to eat seasonally, locally and without exhausting resources. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Today I'm chatting to Lucy and Kim at Oko. Oko recently opened in Fitzroy in the heritage listed building that was hell of the north for a few years. Headed by mother and son team Luciana and Sebastian Pazanetti, with head chef Kim Marie Moore, Oko is a celebration of all the best things you might imagine about Mediterranean dining, and the team draw on their experience, heritage, and the passion they have for food and hospitality. The other great thing about Oko is the importance Sebastian, Luciana, and Kim place on staff wellbeing and mental health. I sat down with Lucy and Kim and we talked about how they collaborate on the menu and the cooking. I found out more about how well-being underpins everything at Oko, and I really appreciated how generous and honest Lucy and Kim were with everything they told me. I cannot wait to go back to Oko for the Mediterranean fried chicken and the porchetta, but also because I just really loved these women and the way they spoke about food, each other, and how much they appreciate Sebastian's approach to hospitality. Oko is a special place, and I am so glad I just lived down the road from it. I'm Jo. Jo, my name's Lucy. How are you? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Welcome to Oka. Thank you. (laughs) I've been here when it was Hell of the North, but um, it's nice to see some Mediterranean (laughs) touches. Well, it is, yeah. I mean, mean, from the time that we purchased it, it we didn't do a grand makeover because it was just a beautiful feel, a beautiful ambience, just beautiful all over. So we just basically implemented a lot of the greenery. Yeah, it's beautiful. Changed the banquettes and what have you and just gave it a little bit of a little minimal touch. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, such an iconic frontage, isn't it? Oh, it's just beautiful, <laughs> yeah. Door. It's just the whole place in general. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. beautiful. It wasn't one of these places that we felt that we needed to gut and just do a whole new transform and what have you. So we just thought, no, let's just go with minimal. And yeah. Great. Yeah, lovely. Sure. Welcome. Thank you. Okay, we. You need to come and meet Chef. Yes, I've actually met Kim before. Okay. I did a conversation with a chef with her in 2017. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she won't be sick. Okay, this is basically our dining room. Yep, beautiful. It is, which it is quite so nice. Gosh, and the glassware is stunning, isn't it? Great. Yeah, it is absolutely. How nice, and that table, gosh. It's so great to have that bluestone, isn't it? Just it is. It certainly is. Yeah, certainly is. And where were you before here? Well, this is our very first restaurant. Yeah. The very first one. Very, very, very first one. Yeah. So it's great that I get to experience this journey with with my son. That, yes. Yeah, from so he's t- been in hospitality. He's though. been in hospitality for a number of years. I've done a lot of. Uh, of hospitality in my past as well. I just came out of managing a canteen at a school 
a two thousand and a half kids and what have you. But yeah, and then I did a lot of it in the UK as well in my early teens. Okay. Well, early teens, early twenties, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. we always had a love, a passion of entertaining at home mm. and what have you. And it was from the time that I took my son into work experience at our local restaurant and going, hey, could you give my son the opportunity of doing work experience? And he said, not sure, not a problem. And that's when he embarked it, embraced everything. And yeah, and this is what delivers to where we are today. Yeah, amazing. So you're from Melbourne That's correct, yes. Yeah, and then yeah. you've had time in London. He's had time in London. He's had yeah. time in London yeah. in his early 20s as well. So yeah, yeah sort of history repeats itself. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Right. You sort of follow in one each other's footsteps. Of course. And, of course. Yeah. and he was born in the UK as well. So. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. 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 And you've got um, Italian heritage. We've got Italian background. Yes, both background, my yeah. parents are Italian. Yeah, yeah. And um, Sebastian's father's Sebastian's father's from West Africa. Yeah, yeah. So a place called Ghana. Okay. Yeah, and that's where the name Oko comes from. I wondered that because I did Google Oko and it came up with a. Is it, is it how you saying? Is it? Yeah, it's Oko. called. Oko. The right pronunciation is Oko. Oko. So that's Sebastian's yeah. middle name. So it comes from where his father was born and raised when twins are born in that particular region they are given the name Oko for a male and Sebastian has a twin sister called Tanika and her middle name is Akweli so if they went out into parts of Ghana and what have you and they said that they were Oko they would know what region of what part of Ghana it is yeah absolutely it is yeah, I did. I looked that up, and that's that is what it said. <laughs> so yeah. They hadn't quite got the regional aspect to it, so that's yeah, that's oh, very fascinating. Okay, sure. yeah. yeah, yeah, fair enough. And then I was thinking it sort of fits in with um, the well-being aspect of Oko with the you know, are you okay? And then I was, I was having all kinds of ideas in my head, but you know. Oh, okay, sure, okay, okay, but okay, that was maybe going too far. <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't say. Oh. Well, I mean, our big focus is on the mental health side of things and making sure that our staff members are all you know okay and when they come on premises that they're all fine and mm. we're here to help them in any way whatsoever and what have you and that stems right back to when going back to what i previously said when sebastian was given the opportunity of having his own larger section at work experience and what have you he worked along some sites some chefs and what have you and he sort of came and that time there when he entered in that premises he had the love of cooking the love of entertaining the love of everything and within six months of being there he sort of thought no, mm. this is also wrong. You get treated so badly and what have you. So then he came out more front of house and what have you, and that's when he went along and did his journey through lots of Melbourne restaurants and what have you, alongside of Chin Chin as well for a number of years. Went to open up Chin Chin in Sydney and what have you, and yeah, and then sort of, you know, this is when I want to have my own place. I'm not going to treat my staff like this, and it's, it's yeah, it's a big question I'm asking these days because when this varying degrees of <laughs> answers and things that you get but I think I mean most I think most people I talk to um, well-being is a really important issue and, um, 100%. and sustainability okay. of hospitality staff and so on um, I guess the places I'm choosing or the places that are popping up on broadsheet and so on I would hope that would be the case but um, I'm sure there's still a number of places where it's not which is a shame I just don't yeah for me, I don't know if you know, um, I often talk about this book I read called um, Like Water for Chocolate, and it's about a woman who, every time she cooks something, her emotions go into the food. And so, oh, okay. And, um, and, then the people, yeah. <laughs> and then the people who eat it then have emotions. And, um, oh, 100%. And, um, so for me, a happy kitchen and happy staff, it just 
things are by far logical. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Um, and it even goes back even from that term, happy wife, happy home, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah 100%. that's right. And, um, yeah, and even so far as, you know, the kind of food that, we, you know, that you're using and the organic nature and it's, the fact whether it's basked in the sun or whatever it's yeah. done, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Think of happy, happy food. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, happy stuff. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Had them once before at Mother Ambo. I just looked up when it was, and it was 2017, which feels like a long time ago. Not <laughs> <laughs> that long ago. No, no, that's right. Well, we we discount a few years for lockdowns and things. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sad. Those can we? But um, I was just looking on your Instagram, and I was remembering how you said how much you love pork, and I saw that beautiful. Um, photo of pork and I was like, clearly that love is still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to get that one in there. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Well, it works well for Mediterranean food as, it does. as well, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really interested to know, because I know, um, well, Sebastian said in his messages that, um, Lucy, you uh, have some ideas about the food, but then obviously Kim with the head chef. So how does that work with putting a menu together or working together? Okay. Um, obviously being an Italian background and what have you, the love of food or what have you, we love the love of spice and what have you. We basically came to Kim and sort of delivered to Kim that what we were about, as we just explained, and said that we loved our Mediterranean foods and what have you. And Kim, the remarkable Kim, went away and presented us with this beautiful menu. It's, it's a collaborative. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Thing. So, you know, like, Lucy, having the Italian background, like, she's a really great resource for me to, um, I guess, sort of uh, talk to you about, like, you know, more traditional sort of flavours, and if we twisted it this way, we'd be, be going too much against the grain sort of thing. Sure. And, yeah. Like, we, we cl- collaborate a lot, Lucy and I. Mm. So, mm, it's really good. And is it a seasonal menu? Or healthy? Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just flipped yeah. into our um, spring menu, hence the pulchetta and all these fabulous tomatoes that I'm getting at the moment, like heirloom tomatoes. Yeah, I saw that photo too of the oh heirloom. Oh my god. They're so beautiful. How aren't beautiful they? are they? Yeah. And what are you doing with those? I'm serving that with a burrata. Yeah. So, obvious choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I saw a photo of um, something with anchovies as well uh, uh, anchovy yeah. toast yes so we make our um we try to make everything here in-house so we make our own focaccia um i think it's sacrilege not to um so we were making that just for as a side and then we were like we've got this <laughs> beautiful bread like why are we not showcasing this you know a bit better um and then that sort of came to lucy and i talking about like doing a anchovy toast and just mixing all the Mediterranean flavours in there. It's beautiful. Well, it got it went from our roasted peppers with the mm. focaccia and then from the focaccia, the roasted peppers, it went to the anchovies and we thought, okay, we need to collab all these together. Yeah. And yeah. bang, here we are. We yeah. get a bit yeah. excited. We get very excited <laughs> in the kitchen at times. <laughs> that's yeah. yeah, that's it great is. though. It yeah. absolutely is. How amazing to come. I could tell too, um, just from your Instagram, how, you know, still so passionate about food and cooking you are and I think it's so great to know you know that you you know without numbers of years or things but you know you've been a chef for a while and I love the idea that chefs are still really excited to come to work and then what a great experience to work with um 
owner chef who's also so excited. I think. Yeah, sure, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you don't you don't often get that as a chef. Usually, you know, I mean, which is fine. Like other restaurants, you just write the menu and pull it along, and off you go. Um, but it, it is really it's that one sort of next level sort of thing when you have owners that are just as passionate about food as you are yeah like because I could talk about food all day long but and and with living daylights out of people um but yeah you can never annoy people no I don't think about food never talking about food 100% (laughs) I lived in the south of France for a year a long time ago I'm Mm. always still banging on about it but um I remember being in the hairdressers once and I was Turns out the guy probably had a problem with alcohol and was disappearing behind the curtain. And he'd come out, <laughs> wet my hair, and do another cut. And then people afterwards said, you know, in French, that's not a cut, that's a massacre. And I was oh, it's great. Anyway, um, that whole time that I was there waiting for him to come in and out, there were these two people discussing what the correct recipe of the king's cake that they serve in January is. And I just thought, only in France, but I think not only in France. Yeah. People love discussing food. And, yeah, certainly um, do. I think probably... Um, yeah, people who are passionate about it, and then I think mm-hmm. anyone who's around that Mediterranean area, I think it's, <laughs> I think, and I loved when I lived there, just how many, all the tomatoes and the the, oh, the, yeah. um, the amount of, you know, vegetables and, and yeah. olive oil rather than cream and butter and all that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. The produce over there is fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We get just as beautiful stuff here these days. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think we're very lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, a lot of the Victorian um, producers are incredible, aren't they? And all the th- things that come from Gippsland and so on. I mean, yes. yeah, for sure, amazing. That's right. The really great thing about Victoria um, is there's a lot of small batch farmers that have come more into the mainstream now. They're more accessible to us, whereas before we would have to go separately to each one to get okay. the beautiful, say, heirloom tomato, tomatoes and whatnot. Now. It's more accessible, like so we can get all of these beautiful things from just our normal providers, like fruit and veg people, meat people. They sort of collate it for us, mm. which is probably a lot easier. A lot easier <clears throat> these days. Yeah, and then you know what's good and what's you know in season and ready and yeah, maybe I don't know if you do. do you, I suppose you don't really use um, indigenous ingredients for the. Not here. Oh, I have right. before. When I was in Queensland, it's really huge up there. Yeah. It's always on a menu somewhere. Um, I really love those sorts of ingredients, but, yeah, not this time. Probably a bit of a stretch to yeah, <laughs> put it into food. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's not good Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, um, and so what are some other things that are on this uh, spring menu in terms of mains? We've got the pochetta. Yeah. Should I grab a menu? Yeah, Ooh. grab a menu. We sort of sleep, eat, and dream about our foods. Yeah. When a question comes up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what's actually there? Yeah. I might just if you have a read of that, and then I'll just grab my glasses. Oh, I need my glasses too. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember you saying how inspired you were by what's in the market, and, and obviously yeah. by suppliers rather than um, looking at books and things. And, um, yeah. and and I remember that lovely comment about um, talking to the ladies down Victoria Street. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> I still go there. Do you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I'm since COVID, I've started cooking at home more, which is amazing. Um, 
it sort of gave me back that love of cooking at home. So I still go down and talk to the ladies down there and stuff. Yeah. I still hit the markets, like farmers markets and stuff like that on the weekends. It's, it's, Get you more in touch with what's out there and what people are producing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, absolutely. Because some of the produce that people are like making at farmers markets and stuff are just phenomenal. And mm-hmm. there's their startup sort of business. Yes. There, and then someone will like say me will go, oh, fabulous! I really love this. I want to bring it to the restaurant, and then off they go. Off it goes. You know. Yeah. It, I like that sort of um, that circle of life this industry has. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Mm. Well, I was talking to some um, chefs turned uh, heirloom vegetable growers. Yeah, so Joe Corrigan in um, in Matt, and um, yeah. and I think that's an interesting circle as well because they know what chefs want, and and, mm. um, and now they're growing all these beautiful. Yeah. vegetables in the garden and having a you know a different you know, different relationship I suppose with that food um, than what they had as chefs but yeah yeah um, sure, oh, absolutely for sure is yeah. it, it's coming a long way now like there's so much produce that you never used to be able to get your hands on you used to look at it in a book and go no 100% I wish we could get that you know yeah no, I used it's... to go and see the guy at um, uh, South Melbourne markets he just had a little potato stand there but he was the most passionate foodie guy I've ever spoken to. And he used to go and get just little trinkets, you could probably call it, but little bits of things like all around the country. He would sort of um, travel. So if you wanted enoki mushrooms, he would find this person who lives in the hills of New South Wales or whatever, who only grows enoki mushrooms off of trees and you bring them to you and you try the normal standard ones you buy and then you try this and it's like oh my god like I remember him standing there like getting us to try this um, Australian growing wasabi oh wow wow mind-blowing wow like when you first taste it when it's grated it's like like wasabi but as it sits there like as the seconds tick by it lo- it change not loses its flavor it changes flavor so you try it again and it's a different taste completely but he used to do that but he'd have like every potato you could imagine that's outstanding in his yeah day. yeah like blue ones pink ones purple ones like and the the blue ones that he had were like oh my god you could roast them make them into gnocchi Albeit a weed coloured gnocchi, <laughs> but if you're just cooking at home, that's fine. But it, oh, the taste, like, amazing, really amazing. Mm-hmm. Don't know if it's still there anymore. I haven't been to South Melbourne for a while. Yeah, wow. <clears throat> that's. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> really great. And have you got sort of um, family favourites or? touches of family favourites that have made it onto the menu as well? Um, our roasted eggplant for one, which mm. was on our previous menu, that was our, our roasted chagrill roasted eggplants which we stuffed with the goat's cheese and then they made a nice sugo sauce to accompany that, that was probably one of our favourites. We're now going on to our, we're taking over a cafe to over at, at Fitzroy and that's going to have our homemade famous polenta on there as well. Oh yeah, that's yeah, wow. Yep. It's delicious. Truffle polenta. 
What? Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which is a delight to have. Yeah. That's been in my household for a number of years. Yeah. Yeah. So the idea is to order a few things and share them, is that Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Mm, medium plates. Share. We just didn't we want to be one feeding. of those venues that you came and you ordered your entree, your main courses, what have you. Yeah, we found right. even as having functions at home too, I would have an array of foods on my tables and everyone used to con- congregate around the tables because it was a conversational point. Mm. You know, there was bits of this and bits of this going on and what have you. So yeah, that's what we wanted to deliver with Oko. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's feasting, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. About, 100% feasting. Absolutely. And we all love to eat like that now. It doesn't yes. matter what cuisine. Like you used to only just really do it with like maybe your Asian, Asian cuisines, like Vietnamese restaurant, you do everything yeah. and everybody eats. But now it's sort of, it's coming to like every cuisine. Yeah. Yeah. And it also takes it away too because you have your entree, then you have your main, and then your meal's done. Where feasting like this, you could start off with a couple of plates and then you could have a little bit of a break Mm. in the midst of that and then you'll order some more. So the burst of flavours that are going in your mouth is enticing you to order some more and some more. And then the accompanying wines that we offer to go with these meals too make it much more of a delight as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Amazing, and I think that, that satisfaction, it's so lovely, isn't it, to see just um, people loving your food, and you get that when you cook at home, but it must be amazing seeing that um, it is. every night here <laughs> on mm-hmm. a bigger scale. It is, I mean, for the amount, I mean, we often go around to the tables and we speak to our guests and go, you know, how did you like Oko's food and what have you. The amount of comments that we get are incredible. The majority of comments is that I've got a party happening in my mouth Yeah. with all the flavours mm-hmm. and spices and sauces and things like that, so... Yeah. And that's interesting, I, you know, and I know spices do come up, especially with Italian food, but I often forget, I don't know why I forget that, because I don't think about spice, but um, it was yeah. on the, the spice road, wasn't it? So I think yeah. that's what it is. Sure. Definitely it? along the spice trail. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. So what kind of spices are you using? Well, because we're Mediter- like Mediterranean, um, so we've got shawarma spice at the moment with our mushrooms, and that's served with like a hummus mm. underneath, so that's a really great share with some kashas. Um, what else are we spicing at the moment? So I've got brain drain. What's there. a spice? What spicy bomba butter? So that's a because um, me being a chili lover, yeah, <laughs> nerd of the chili. Um, so that was something I made up years ago. So I just roast off a lot of different chilies, um, and then sort of reduce them down a little bit and mix it in with the butter. So it's sort of it's hot yeah but it, it quickly dissipates yeah so that's our little like um that, it's um, a made-up butter great and that and fried that chicken i saw a photo of that on someone's instagram maybe oh like, yeah or well, maybe yours so we, we that was amazing yeah that is amazing that's one of our number one sellers yeah. oh <laughs> yeah it looked like yeah next level fried chicken yeah we use like chicken um dye obviously choice being juicy and delicious then we um marinate that in a dobo spice um buttermilk brine and then we have like an adobo flour we put on there which is gluten free um and then it gets the bomba butter on top of that with a chili lime salt so there's like all these different angles that flavors are hitting you from with yeah. that fried chicken. It certainly is. It's like, oh, wow, amazing. Pop 
Oh, face yeah, well, <laughs> it does definitely come <laughs> in. Yeah, how do your flavours happening in my mouth? Yeah, yeah, I can see where that comes from. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, nice. And you've got and, oh, razzle hanout at the moment. I've got my porchetta, so I'm just like rubbing that, and then we're trussing it and hanging it for like three days, and then cooking. Oh. Like yesterday, Lucy was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I get the crackle that was coming up, like. I think that was the best cracker weekler. Yeah, that was a great experience in the kitchen yesterday. <laughs> you can literally home. stand there watching the crackle happen, like in the oven. I have a oh kitchen. Do a time lapse. Like. <laughs> I stand there staring at it. Yeah, it's you do. Mesmerising. Yeah. I think I'm like chefs think I'm crazy. Yeah. I actually went home and I wanted to stop at Woolies to buy a bit of roast pork and go no, roast it myself. And I thought I can't be doing it. this at ten o'clock at night. Oh. So no, that's just going to have to wait. So. <laughs> But the beautiful thing with that dish is, again, I'm using the pork belly. I know I'm very repetitive on pork belly, but it's <laughs> cooked properly. It's such a beautiful thing. So we're, I'm rolling pork belly for that one, not using like a loin cut or anything okay. for the yeah. coquetta. Yeah. Um, and just I'm really slow cooking it for a while and then I fierce heat um, and do the crackle, but it's... Um, produced a really juicy sort of um, product like because mm. you've got all the little layers of fat I guess in between the pork bellies but they're perfectly so rendered <laughs> <laughs> they're perfectly rendered down and gone into the meat yeah so it's yeah I'm, I'm not with it at the moment I can't stop eating it it's bloody delish which is not going to make me <laughs> <laughs> Very slim. <laughs> but, it's but happy, so. <laughs> as long as we're happy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and so you're in the kitchen as well. Um, I am. I spend um, probably about three to four days on a good week alongside of Kim in the kitchen and amongst Olivia, our sous chef as well. Yeah. Yeah. She's another great pair of hands in the kitchen. Yeah. 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 She's our Cecilian connection. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I guess we bounce off the three of us, don't we? Yeah, we go in yeah. there and we go, okay, what about this? We think, okay, what can we do with our pork? And then we go all brainstorm and then as a result. I feel like that's so great. It means that there's just going to be always um, ongoing conversations and the possibilities are endless. That's exciting. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because there absolutely. There there's, like, I, you're from... Calabria. Calabria. Yeah. So you've got a Calabria connection, then you've got... Uh, Olivia upstairs who's Roman um, Sicilian so the conversations we sort of have around like even right like with our writing of menus you know Lucy will say well this is how we do it and then Olivia will be with her sort of Sicilian Roman sort of influences (laughs) and then it just comes together because as always I've been as a chef like I like the collaborative thing like if you can tell me something that blows my mind I'll do it do you know what I mean? Like, if it's for the betterment of the it's dish, proven. and whatever, and it, it speaks for itself. In Absolutely. Our you know, we we don't try to stick to anything in particular, but you always will see, like, some like at the moment I've got pizzelli. I've given it a bit of a facelift um, on the menu here on the sides. Please. We're serving that with a, I get smoked pork oxen. Okay. And I, then I cook those down further, like I, in a braise. Mm-hmm. Um, then we pull that apart and we use the 
the juice from that, the liquid, the braising liquid, to cook the pizzelli in. Mm. You had pizzelli before? No, I haven't. Oh my God. But missing. cooked that way, they are, yeah. Yeah. It takes what, it away. What from is it. it about pea and ham or pea and pork? It just, it's so comforting. Yeah. Like it's just it goes that, pretty well, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It certainly does. It's a warming thing. One of those. You know? Yeah, kind of. I mean, and it's so familiar to people. Yes. That combination, you know. I like this can't decide. I would not decide here. So the awkward choice sounds perfect yes. to me. <laughs> Just that's where bring, it, bring it to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. That is a great, I mean, when ch- people choose that option, it's a great introduction to our menu. So we go away and we choose the dishes for them mm. on their behalf. Mm. So they're not knowing that, really what well. they're going to have delivered to their table. Yeah. And it works generally 99, even 100% of the time, yeah. it works perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's okay if you get a dish that you're sort of like, oh, you know. It's not to my liking. Sebastian will just come in and go, just give me one of these dishes and off you go, you, you know, yeah. deliver him another dish and yeah, have yeah. days. It's, it's like a casual sort of thing. He's, it, Sebastian's very good at that sort of thing and reading his customers and clientele like, and what they will like because he spends quite a lot of time. Yeah, he's very good at reading that. With each table, because he's had so many years' experience in this industry, like working at Chin Chin and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And overseas. Oh, he does it down to a fine detail. Yeah. Yeah. And And I love it. Like, even even me getting the dockets, like the Feed Me dockets, I just think, yeah, that makes sense to me. Perfect. (laughs) And I think, too, from what I can tell just from reading the various things and from his messages, like he obviously really cares. He cares about the diners, but he cares about um, the staff as well. So it's a A hundred percent. He's very passionate. Very, very passionate. Yeah. Which is so good. It's incredible. And that stems right back from when he was in his teens, Mm. starting to his working part time and what have you. He. He, I would walk into these venues and go, oh, you Sebastian's mum, they go, oh my God, this boy's remarkable. Where is he from and what have yeah. you? And just yeah. his fine detail and he would accommodate people. He'd make sure that they were comfortable and yeah. what have you. He would go to great lengths. Well, that's what hospitality is, surely. Not doesn't seem to always be the case, unfortunately. No, no. But, um, but that's no. my understanding. So I love it when I meet people who are so passionate and, Absolutely. and keen to create that. Um, yeah that space so yeah it creates a really great buzz in here and each table i think i mean i'm in the kitchen but i can still sort of see out and hear the restaurant each table feels like they've gotten a personal touch you know like proper old what i call old school hospitality Mm. um he brings it right back Mm. to the bank Sebastian and Lucy here. Well, that can confirm it. I mean, you can just read our reviews. I mean, everybody says that the the service was due to a fine detail, Mm. which it is. It's not a matter of just slotting on their plate and going, here you go, here's your wine. No, no. He will spend time. Let us know when you want the bill. Do you know what I mean? We go back and we go, you know, can we get you anything out? Or, you know, how did you like your meal? So then at times, you know, I may come out here and Sebastian's actually sitting down with the guest and conversing and it's just, oh my God, this is great. the ideal too I, I would I love the idea that owners or people either the workers or people that are working here they they're coming to work and knowing that they're here for a good time not just absolutely to clock on and clock off yeah. I really like the idea of it you're looking forward to going to work because you know it's going to be this chance to meet new people and talk yeah. and 100%. share food and all that kind of thing I think that's amazing yeah yeah and since you 
since you opened, well, I guess you've had the idea for the for doing this um, as a new venture with you and Sebastian. How's it different, or has it exceeded expectations, or is it? It has exceeded expectations by far. Yeah. I mean, we thought we were going to be opening up a business where we'd be turning over tables left, right, and you know, every hour, every two hours, or what have you. But from what we feel, or our guests, the minute they walk in here, they're in a comfortable space. They're in a beautiful space. Mm, they sit, space. they wine, they dine, and they are not made to feel to get out the door because we need to turn that table over. Mm. So it was quite interesting. We sort of went in with an, a, a one way of thinking of thinking, yep, it may possibly go that way, but we didn't want it to go that way. But mm. certainly if I had now had confirmation of, oh my God, we don't want to leave. Yeah. Yeah. A restaurant will always, I find, tell you how it wants to be. Oh, 100%. And I say that too. 100%. I've opened, in the last two years, I've probably opened three restaurants, and maybe in the last 10 years, maybe eight restaurants in Melbourne. And I say that to owners, like, and they sort of give me that whatever kind of look, but it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It actually just happens. Like, it does. People come in and it, it just organically grew. It, it does. It certainly does. It certainly does. I mean, for being our, our, our very first venue, I mean, we did have a sort of a vision of how we wanted to go, but we weren't quite certain of which way it was going to go. And mm. from the time we've opened up the door, it certainly tells its own story. Mm. Yeah, we've had, you know, guests come in for the third, the fourth time and go, oh, we just absolutely love it. Don't want to leave. It's just the space. It's comfortable. The music's great. The food is great. Everything's great all about it. Beautiful. Yeah, I don't think that's what people want these days. They want mm. to feel um, cared for. You don't want to be and, pushing and, uh, out your guests. No, no. Yeah. No. You don't want to be rushed out. You want to just no, relax and take not. time with the food. and um, Especially after the couple of years that we've all had in Melbourne in particular. Mm. Like, we, we all need that little bit of extra. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. even if it's going out to dinner and our waiter is so accommodating and genuine and nice, it's like, oh, like, do you know no, it's so true. Like, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. We're all a little damaged from that. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's why this is so great, like, working here um, with Sebastian and his mental health sort of policies. He's always been very at the forefront with that and making sure everybody has is okay. Mm. You know, because as hospitality workers, you can say, are you okay? And, and it's always like, yep, yep. Mm. your life could be crumbling mm. like oh absolutely underneath absolutely. all of that but it's not like oh okay so I'm going to sit down and tell you all my problems it's more just it's a it's a, it's a what, do you, what do you call it like a mental check like we Sebastian has like a red light amber light green light sort of system mm-hmm. so we can go up to him and if we're not feeling so hot today, like, you know, some days you've got nothing, you can say I'm a bit amber today and you can either sit and talk it out with him or he just knows mm. that that is how you're feeling on this day. Mm. And, you know, we adjust the world around that. And know? it is nice walking into a venue or any in, in, in any workplace really that if you can go up to your supervisor or manager on duty and go, you know what, I've had a really bad morning or what have you, and they actually turn around and go, you know what, go and take 10 minutes out and what have hmm. you, 
go get refreshed. Like, we'll send our staff upstairs and go, you know what, take 10 minutes out, we'll deal with what's going on out mm. here and what have you, and then come back down when you're feeling yeah. okay. Well, that's right, and even being able to voice those things, it's so Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, and I read a couple of other things too, that um, having two consecutive days off. And, yes, yes, um, and very much so. And limit on knock Limit off. on hours and <laughs> knock off. Off Absolutely. <laughs> Which and is, all that sort of thing. you know, it sounds like a small thing, but I think it's really important. It's I massive. spoke to um, the guys from the Prince Wine Store <laughs> um, a year or so ago, and they said that, you know, they try and substitute sometimes instead of knock off drinks, they'll, you know, have... Know, smoothies or something but they're also trying to encourage them to do yoga together and those, and those mm. things but making a really conscious effort I think just Absolutely. To, to even mention that I think is a big deal because you know I totally like I get it and, and um, you know after a big night a, a big hard night on the floor it's nice mm. to have a drink but then just one drink or whatever is yeah. it's good to be recognition, re, um, reco- what's the word? cognizant of that but yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. absolutely absolutely and all these things are things that I think we think of or we're aware of, but sometimes it's great, like when you goal setting, is to actually say, say them out loud and have mm, them as a for sure um, as an understanding. Yeah. I think that's. I was really blown away when I read that. I thought that's gosh, that's so important. Yeah, yeah. it is. It certainly is. Like especially for this industry, and again with what we've been through in the last couple of years. So like um, <clears throat> I think before that, industry was kind of like almost folding in on itself like something had to give mm. and then all of a sudden this COVID came and it made a lot of people reevaluate. Um, but so it's not there yet but it will be because the conversations are happening they're happening everywhere like I hear them in podcasts and whatnot now everybody's able to speak mm. for once like because before you used to just be steely faced and mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. You know, you were just made to go, <clears throat> weren't you? Well, it's just automatic pilot. Yeah, hundred percent. From a, a chef perspective, it's you just go into automatic pilot because you know what you're doing, you know your job. Emotions don't get involved. Um, but being vacant like that through your life, some you're gonna crumble one day. Mm, you know. Sure. And as we were saying before, you know, um, it, it, a couple of things. You know, hospitality. You're you're feeding people, so mm. you can't you're you're nurturing people yeah. in a way. But if that comes from a place of you know, yeah, vacancy or not feeling so good yourself, how do you keep doing that? Yeah, no, that's and a, then, exactly um, right. And what does that Absolutely. even mean for people to receive, you know, receive food from people that are you know struggling themselves? I just think it doesn't it, that doesn't make sense, does it? It doesn't. Does it? it doesn't. Like at all. if you like sort of put together all the compartments that go with hospitality, dining, kitchen, front of house. No one ever connects the dots to the whole story. And who's looking after you, you know, so That's exactly right. mostly no one usually yeah. in general. Yeah. But Sebastian the Crusader. He certainly is. He certainly is. He is. Story. Which is great. He certainly is. Like very proud. For me, I grew up in quite a male sort of toxic work environment because that's how it was yeah. in my time. Like I've been a chef for 27 years. Like I've seen all the generations and all of the incantations that hospitality's flipped into. You know, back in the day it used to be the style of kitchens like 
got around you, you got screamed at all day long, or you screamed at yourself all day long because that's what you were taught and you're just mimicking, you know. And it wasn't until maybe well, 15, 20 years ago, I just went, right, that's enough. I can't be like this. When I go home, I feel bad. Like, I can't sleep. I'm lying awake at night thinking about, you know, oh, like, cracked at my chefs all night long for the stupidest things. Like, change yourself. Be the change. So, it's just taken a while to sort of undo myself, unravel the way that I was brought up in the industry. But I made damn sure, and I still do to this day, that nobody that works in a kitchen with me will go through what I went 100%. through. Yeah. And I shield them to an extent. Um, which I don't I still haven't figured out whether that's a good thing or a bad thing because when they leave my presence and go work somewhere else, are they going to hit a wall and go, whoa, that's not what it was about <laughs> sort of thing. Well, but, I can see where you're coming from, yeah. But I've always sort of made sure my staff were okay first like if they've got problems they I'm, I have an open door policy it doesn't matter what it is tell me mm. and we discuss like nowadays like we discuss okay so you have this problem you're quite passionate about um, you just want to talk to me about it and we'll sort through it together or is it a thing that you know I can go and talk to, say, just say, for example, Sebastian for you, um, and sort it out, or would you like to talk with Sebastian and I can come with you and just sit silent and just be your support person. Um, and I find and have found that the synergy of the kitchen has changed so much. There's no sort of aggressive behaviour or mm. anything anymore, mm. you know? That's what drew me to this job, was the job I'd um, heard about Sebastian, sort of like mental health policies and all that in it. I just thought, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. I want to be involved it's in It's the ideal workspace, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. No one needs to be screamed at. No. No. Gosh, no. So great. Well, it's a credit to you, Kim. Yeah. The way the kitchen's running at the minute. So... Well done. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Conversation with a Chef with Kim Moore and Lucy Pazanetti from Oko in Fitzroy. If you're interested in finding out more about Oko, you can check out their Instagram at oko.restaurant. As for me, I'm also on Instagram at Conversation with a Chef, and if you want to read the chat, you can head to www.conversationwithachef.com. I don't know if you know, but I would love it if you told a friend about my chats, um, encourage them to listen to them, and then maybe have a little chat yourselves about the content. Um, You can follow me on Apple and Spotify Podcasts. And once again, thanks for listening. Have a great day.